say white people did invent evil. Well, that make them gods. And that make them even more better than us because evil prevailing right now. And we can't seem to get it together against this evil monster. So he knows something we don't know and we at his mercy. We should learn from him then. Welcome to the Father's Day. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. The Father's Day is now on Locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work. And thank you all in advance. I have with me Brother Sanchez. And he is a poet, cosmologist, musician, and YouTubers who content focuses on exposing the program's used to keep the massive under mind control. Uh, Brother Sanchez, thank you so much for being with me. Thank you for having me, Jesse. Yes, sir. What is a cosmologist? It's a person that studies cosmology. It's the study of the cosmos or the universe. And and that's basically uh, what I expertise in, in particular, ancient cosmology. And what have you discovered from the universe or the cosmologist? What I've learned um, studying cosmology is the different layers of our reality. And um, we know that we are more than just our body, that we, ha- we, ha- we have a soul or mind as well. And so the cosmology taps into these invisible part of our reality that governs the visible part because everything starts from a thought and we can't see a thought until it's manifested from the mind of the thinker. And basically ancient cosmology dives into how the world we live in is one supreme, one grand thought from the mind of a great thinker, which we all call the creator, no matter what name you may give it or or whatever that may be. So give me uh, an example uh, how the cosmologists work with the mind or with thoughts. What do you mean by that? Give me an example. What does well, it do? What does? Give me an example of what it does. The way that the ancestors perceived our reality is they taught that there were multiple realities within realities and that when we dream our mind is literally going out of our body into parallel universes where there's another alternate version of ourself there. And um, the cosmology actually gives you a conception, some of the picture in macrocosm, if you will, of how that will look like. And also it explains why the ancestors spent a lot of time in meditation. The cosmology was them trying to explore. Uh, today we say we want to go to other planets and all of that stuff, and we want to use rockets to launch off the Earth. But the ancestors basically was in meditation, astro travel. Before we had astronauts, they was launching themselves out of their body into these dream worlds and alternate universes. So we don't really have control over when we dream, Jesse, But the ancestors actually, they wanted to build a system to harness that 
to harness their deja vu ability because today they teach us di a different thing about deja vu than what the ancestors said. This is some sort of sin in the future gift. This would explain like the prophets in the Bible and everybody who was being able to see into the future. Maybe we not harnessing this deja vu uh, like we should. But these are just some of the things that cosmology goes into um, and even much more than that. What good does that serve? How does that help people? I think it helped people by giving them uh, answers to questions that can make us feel disconnected from the source creator if ever if some of these things are a mystery. Like with the ancestor, what it done for me personally, and I come from a Christian background, I'm from the Bible Belt, and what it done for me was the ancestors had the throne of God in the middle of our earth. They basically were saying we're not separated from God. And um, we don't really serve a God that's million light years away, separated from us by space, that the source of our creation is right here among us. So one thing that did, it, it, it got rid of the separation between me and the creator it gave me a new way to look at reality to take away a lot of the spookism. Uh, when I started understanding the way the ancestors perceive, conceive the universe, there's no way, you know, that I could have some of the doomsday fears that modern people have because I understand this is a stable built uh, system that we in. No matter how smart man get, he cannot destroy, destroy what you know, the most high has built. That's just my uh, understanding. And that takes away a lot of stress and stuff. I remember Donald Trump was denying uh, climate change. He was pushing back on a lot of the stuff that they try to put out there to give us fears and all of that. One thing that I believe if one of the ancestors was walking this earth today, they would definitely deny it too. There's a lot of things they lie to us about. And when you start studying the cosmology, it uncovers a lot of those things. And just for one thing, it takes away a lot of fears that they used to govern us with. But it does so much. And when someone say what exactly does it does for the world? That's like saying, you know, what does basketball does for the world or what this hockey does for the world, what it does for the individual who's interested in that walk of life. So if a person is interested in botany, you know, they'll go down a path to studying plants. If a person has questions about the stars or the universe, they will go down a path of cosmology. So, and I think that that path will, will benefit the world in many ways by answering questions that we just don't know right now. I agree that uh, we are not separated from God, that we are all one with him already. And but uh, uh, most people don't know that. And and as a result of not knowing that, they have fear and doubt and worry and anxiety and jealousy, envy, strife, revenge and all that kind of stuff, because they don't know that we are not separated from God. They have identified the ego nature which is the devil, 
they have identified that as themselves and they are overreacting to that. Um, uh, do you have peace? You have perfect peace? I have peace, but I wouldn't say it's perfect. Why not? Uh, perfection is a big word, you know? That's that's a that's saying a hundred percent, not even ninety nine point nine. But if you know that we are, if we are truly connected to God and not to this far self, why wouldn't you have perfect peace? I think that the Creator don't want to give us perfect peace because that'll make us comfortable, and getting comfortable will stagnate your growth. So I do think that the creator gives us a level of peace and com comfortability, but also a little bit of fire tests and uncomfortability so that you can keep growing and evolving, if but, that make any sense. But there is no you to grow. You have already grown. You're already one with him. There is no growth necessary because you, you're already whole. He came that we might be made whole. Uh, and we are already whole. There is nothing to grow. Hey, uh, if, if you're going with that scripture, I can't really push back on that one. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, yeah, we are whole. That that that's that's facts. We are whole. Yeah. But but I think that. Part of us is is learning what we are. Like if the Most High gave us these awesome gifts inside of us, we spend most of our life unwrapping, unwrapping, and to peel through the layers to to get to it. And I and and, and like you said, we already have been granted perfect peace. There's perfection within us being connected to a perfect Creator, but. Our journey in his life, I guess, is accessing that and, and, and or, 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 yes, bringing that out of ourselves. But then the question would be, would this explain the trials and tribulations of this life to help us access this golden part of ourselves that's laying dormant inside of us? In all honesty, and I know what you're asking, but in all honesty, we don't have any real trial or tribulation at all. If we didn't identify with the foster we would just be living. We would just be with no issues, no trials, no tribulation, none of those things, because everything has been settled. When Christ came and when he died, it was finished. It was done. And all we have to do is just live. But because people, we, you know, human beings are in a fallen state and they don't know it, they are living a life that is not real. It's an illusion. Uh, when you say ancestors, who are you referring to? I'm referring to all of the people that walked this earth in days of antiquity of all creeds and colors. And it's just a general way of paying my respect to uh, those that came before me of our forefathers and foremothers. Okay. Do you believe that human beings are in a fallen state? Most definitely a I think that we're definitely in a fallen state. And what is the fallen state? The fallen state is, I think that the average human is going outside being what they think the world 
think they should be rather than who God made them to be. Okay. And so, and, and, and who are we, who are they supposed to be rather than what? I mean, what did God make us to be? I think that's all in our heart and that when we don't follow our heart, we become everything we shouldn't be. And any decision we make, if it's, if it's led with the heart, is not a wrong decision. Yeah. And yeah. It, do you have love? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And what is love? Man, everybody say they have love, but how do we define love? Hmm. Love is a sense of connection and attachment to a person that goes beyond definition. And I just proved that with my lack of words for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that love is just the uh, magnetic force in nature that connects all things. And hate would be the repulsive force that repels all things. So love to me is the highest vibrational energy and it's a form of, uh, it's a unifying and the most unifying energy in, in our universe. So do you have love and hate? I think that every human have both of them. So you have love and hate? Yes. And what is hate? Hate would be a sense, a high, strong sense of disdain or dislike for something or someone um, up into the point where you wish that it didn't even exist within this reality. And I think that, uh, you know, hate by itself isn't bad and love by itself isn't necessarily good. Because people can love drugs, people can love games, people can love bad food, and people can hate good things, people can hate the truth, people can hate the creator. So hate by itself isn't bad, and love by itself isn't by default good. So how are you able to have love and hate? Because... I love good things, but I hate bad things. I'm <laughs> like the most high God that say hated those evil things. And what are good things? Give me an example of good things. Good things would be men raising their children and uh, men standing up for what's right, not biting their tongue. Uh, good things would be people looking beyond the race baiting division and all of that, that the media show and looking past like the color boundaries and all of that and and understanding that we have a common enemy and that our uh, government has been infiltrated. So there's a lot of good things. Good things would be if we would stand up as parents and fight back against the rainbow attacks that's going on to the kids and the school systems and all of this stuff. These would be some beautiful things, some good And why do you call those things good? Because they will produce positivity on the earth. They will bring forth a heavenly uh, reality outside. Because right now we're building hell on earth 
but we have all the opportunity to build heaven on earth. So can you build heaven on earth with love and hate? Yeah, because you're going to need them both to build heaven on earth. You're going to need love and hate because to, to maintain heaven on earth, you're going to have to hate evil. The moment we stop hating evil, then we're going to take our foot off of evil's neck. So we got to maintain strong hate for evil and strong love for what is righteousness and positive and good. And that'll be not only creating heaven on earth, but maintaining it, creating a mentality that will ensure that this heavenly state will be sustained. So do you know God? I think I do. And uh, I hope I do. And, and do you and are you aware of the devil? Yes, but I have my personal own interpretation of them both. And so is God love and hate? Yes. And is the devil love and hate? The devil is God acting out his hate. The devil is the is is God. You have the most high and you have the most low. Any human can be an angel or devil, depending on how you approach them. Uh, I consider myself an angelic being. But if someone is trying to harm <laughs> my children, I can be a demon. I can be a demon. <laughs> what? The? Yeah. And who is God? <laughs> <laughs> who is God? Yeah. I believe the question yeah. would be, who is God not? God is all of us. God is everything there is. There's nothing you can say is not God. So I think the question would be, who is God not? Amazing. So who is God not? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm stuck right there. Hey, God is God. God is God is period. So when we say who is God not, there's no way to answer that because God is everything, everyone. So if you can't Good tell us that. Who, if you can't tell us who he's not, how do you know what you believe is true? I don't know what I believe is true. And that's why I think it's a belief and not a fact. Oh. I got to have faith. What's important to you? What's important to me more than anything is truth. And the reason is because if that I heard that was the stuff that set us free. Oh, uh, you are you are you a Christian? You say you're a Christian? I wouldn't consider myself a Christian, but I do consider myself a student of the Bible. Oh. Uh. And you, why do you say most high? Because the creator that we serve, there is none higher than it. Oh, okay. Um, in your bio, you claim to be shedding light on the diabolical agendas of the controllers. Can you explain that? Yes, I think that the people that are in power don't always have our best interest in mind as humanity. In fact, 
most of the time they don't. I think it's all about money at the end of the day. Yeah. And we got to expose these agendas that go on in these high places. Even the Bible say there are principalities of evil in high places. It's talking about in these key seats of government, seats of power and stuff like that. And if we let crooks in these positions, if we let, um, you know, we already know that this, our system have been infiltrated by a lot of people that just are robbing the American people. So I think that the most revolutionary thing we can do in the age of social media is to expose that. And that's what I'm trying to uh, play my role in doing. Oh, I see. Do you believe that all thoughts are all lies all the time? No such thing as a true thought? There's definitely such thing as a true thought. What's a true thought? A true thought would be uh, higher vibrations will create a positive world to live in. That's a true thought. And what is a higher vibration? Good, positive energy. Um, we live in a world where every time we turn the news on, it's something to get your negative energy, get you down something to make you divide it, this one versus that one. But I think we need to learn to balance and unplug and, and harness these uh, higher vibrations, uh, these unifying energies. Uh, the, we, we, we are good at being divisive as Americans, so we get the trophy for that, but we, we don't have no knowledge on how to be united, how to, and, and we say a house divided can't stand. So that's what I'm saying about these higher vibrations. Uh, do you create your own thoughts? Yes, I think that I think therefore I am and I am the thinker. So you create the one that's and I am the creator of my own. And how mm -hmm. do you create your own thought? Some things we do and we can't explain how we do it but we know we do it. I don't think thoughts are necessarily created though. I think they're conceived. And when a thought is conceived, it's not really created. It's just, uh, I don't think a thought has an origin point. I think all thoughts are parts of yourself influencing this part of yourself from other realities and dimensions. When they say there's no new thoughts, there's no original thought, I think we are channeling ideas from different versions of ourselves. Because I think this version of ourselves is more to this uh, universe than what we see here in the flesh. And I do think that our thoughts govern our body, but I don't think we create our thoughts. But I you think just said, you said you create your own thought. Yeah, I think we conceive them is what I want to say. Conceive, conceive them, what does that conception. mean? What does conceive mean? It, it's the difference between a baby being created in a fetal bag and a baby being conceived, meaning the soul of the baby can't be created. Energy can't be created. It's transformation prop nine-month process in a fetal bag. But when the soul lands, that's called conception. 
when the thought lands into the brain, that's called conception. The creation, the creation process is me manifesting a thought. Now I got to, if I have a thought of a chair, then I got to go create the chair. But I didn't create the thought. I conceived the thought. And where are the, if, the, if you are conceiving the thought, where are they coming from? And I think that our thoughts either come from the most high or most low. Because if I'm thinking of some something, a thought that can help humanity, that's a thought that's coming from the most high. If I'm thinking of a thought like a bomb or a gun or something that can destroy or hurt humanity, these thoughts are coming from the most low. So you're not creating them then if they're coming from somewhere else, right? No, we're just channeling me. They're flowing through us from these higher dimensions. This is called conception. But when we when we conceive the thought, us being creators, we then can create it in the physical realm. That's when the creation process happens. Amazing. You um um that's amazing. Um you said something about oh, have you noticed that the thoughts are divided? The intellect is divided. The intellect is divided. You mean among humanity? In, in human being, uh, it, it feels one way and think one thing, and then it it, you, it makes you feel good because it causes you to think what are perceived to be good things, good thoughts. And the moment you're thinking good thoughts, it makes you think bad thoughts. And now you're feeling bad. And then when you're feeling bad, it makes you think good thoughts, and now you're feeling good. You're up and down because it's divided. If there's a high, there's a low. If there's a low, there's a high. If there's a no, there's a yes, and a yes is a no. Is that from you or from God or from the devil? I think it's a combination of all those. How can it be? I think God uses the devil all the time. I, I mean, God and the devil are like teammates, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> God can't do evil, so he so he uses the devil for his little enforcement crew, like when he needs some evil done, right? No, where you get that from? Well, I thought the devil got to go to God for permission before he can do anything bad, like in the case of Job. Right, but Job was a a, a man. Job believed in God. He was a son of God, but most people have not returned to God, so they're they are sons and daughters of the devil. And so the devil is working through them and not God. But do God allow the devil to work through people? Um, he, does, he doesn't. He let whatever you let happen. He doesn't allow it, nor does he. He's not. He's just letting you, you know, make a fool out of yourself. Until, he sees what until you're going to you, do. Until you wake up and return to him. Because so you say the devil has no control, he has no power, he has nothing, he's weak, he's, he's just the accuser. And as long as you believe the accuser, then you're of the devil. But when you doubt the accuser, you're of God. So when we a a ask the question, why is there a intellectual divide between the highs and lows. In my mind, I'm saying at your highest point, 
you're more vulnerable to being egotistical. So there's some sort of balancing force where the creator had to say, okay, uh, you made it to this high point, but let me also give you something just to keep you humble uh, so you don't get too egotistical. And maybe that will explain like this high and low dynamic that we experience. And also that would, I would ask you, Jesse, doesn't the Bible back up the fact that Satan, if he has to get permission from God to do evil, God is authorizing a lot of the evil we see on the earth. He said, I'm the God I give, I take it the way I do evil and I do good. This is in the Bible, right? Well, he doesn't have to get permission <laughs> to do evil unto his own children. He only had to get it to do it with Job because Job didn't belong to him. But once you return to God, it's impossible for Satan to do evil to you. Yeah. But, and most people, most, that are, most people into evil are of their father, the devil. They don't know it. And and you said that when someone gets too high, they go on an ego trip, right? They be tripping on an ego. But the person that's on the ego trip on high is also on an ego trip on low because they love being low and they love complaining and they feel good about it. They feel it feel like life to them, just like the person that's on a high ego trip. They love that because they think that is life too. But both are lies. Uh, it's all ego. Neither is true. That is, you know, I a hundred percent agree with that. I didn't think about the uh, flip side of that. A person can be so high in their own victim-based mindset, and that will cater to that low side. Actually, I think that might be the the majority. That's, though, that's all people until they overcome it. It's all people until they are born again of the Spirit of God. Yeah. Of the Father. What's, what, now let me ask you a question. What is it to be born again of the Spirit of God? To die from the, the false you. To die from the ego nature of the devil. To die from all thoughts and all feelings and all emotions and to overcome the not you, then you will be one with the Father. You will see and know the Father. Because, but you got to overcome the not you. You're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings. You're not your body. You're none of those things. And when you can overcome that, then you can live. I totally agree with that. I agree that we are gods as well. When Jesus said, didn't you ye know that ye are gods? And so with that being said, I want to ask you one more question. Is it blasphemous for a Christian to say they're a God if Christ said we're gods? I almost don't want to put that out there right now because I know how people mind work, but it's only blasphemy to say it if you don't truly know who you are, if you, if you're living in this fallen state, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You just re, people just repeat the Bible. But if you return to the father, then that would be yes. I, that, that makes a hundred percent. That makes sense. But most people are just saying it because they read it. They don't really believe it. Yeah. So it's not really their truth. Right. Yeah. It's not true. Uh, let me ask, what's wrong with the blacks? 
I think what's wrong with the blacks when whatever I uh, start, I think that um, first of all, we don't know who to put our energy and resources into and we don't know who's for us and against us, Jesse. And I think that we can be given a lot of idols, puppets, celebrities in front of us as leaders. And these people lead us astray every time. Like what we see going on with the Kyrie Irving and Kanye West thing. I, you know, I think uh, we get behind a lot of people that just don't, what they stand for don't really benefit us as a collective. It only benefit them. For example, when we got behind Kaepernick and all of that, a lot of people are able to capitalize off of our oppression and struggle who don't really mean us no well. It's just uh, to get them whatever they're trying to get. You know, Kaepernick got a big deal after all that kneeling and stuff <laughs> because Nike know that they can sell more products um, based upon linking their merchandise with people's struggle and stuff. Consumers buy off emotions and connections. And so with with people promoting these, Kyrie Irving was promoting this DVD or whatever, and sales are skyrocketing, it's boosting the numbers, and this ain't going to liberate black people. Black people, we want to do what's easy, what's for show, what uh, what is for uh, attention, but not what's for what's righteousness, not what's right. You know, I think that we like to take the easy path and get a pat on the back Versus take the hard path and and do what we know the righteous thing to do. Uh, And I just think we vulnerable to uh, false leaders and false puppets. You can put anybody in front of us and we'll bite at it. That's why Hillary had the hot sauce bottle. (laughs) Stuff like that you can only do if you know these people are just that uh, easy to Dumb, yeah. (laughs) Do you do you have a leader? Yes, the my leader is the most high. Uh I noticed that most, not all, not all, not all, but most black people believe in physical leaders. And as long as they believe that, they're gonna be led down the wrong road because we should not have physical leaders. Uh uh and 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 ever since the civil rights movement, which was a big mistake for the blacks, the civil rights movement was one of the worst things other than abortion that has ever happened to black people. Uh, and uh, and it came along, and blacks gave their lives over to the so-called civil rights leaders, and it's just been down downhill for them ever since. Why would the blacks have another human being over them, especially men? Why do they believe in physical leaders? Man. (laughs) And, you know, this got a lot to do with stunted growth and development within black men. A lot got to do with not having a father figure there. We'll seek one later in life. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it be through a politician, a pastor, uh, an athlete, a celebrity, a rapper. And I, I don't even think that these kind of idols would even be successful if we had more fathers in the house because yeah. people with the fathers in the house, they really idolize their father over any of these puppets. You cannot put a puppet 
over the father as their hero. That's right. You know, so. You're absolutely right. That's amazing. What's your impression of uh, Kanye West? What do I you think, th- me personally, I think he's a, a small, crying uh, baby who, <laughs> who is in a privileged position that a lot of people would kill to be in, and he complained more than people who are struggling every day. And uh, I think that he, he's got a video out saying he's very jealous of the Jewish community because he want black people, you know, to be like the Jews or whatever. But uh, he got the lead by example, in, in my opinion. I think that my opinion of Kanye West is he's not really uh, don't no hero standing up against the bad Jews. He's a whining baby who's mad he can't do the kind of business with them that he wants to to do. Um, he's not fighting against them. He's basically trying to do more. A lot of our people think Kanye is risking it all. He's going after the big bad Jews and risking everything he got. All of his revolutionary work only starts when he's not when something's not going his way. It, he only want to be a revolutionary when something not going his way. I also think that um, he's his his idea of running for president is laughable. I think that a lot of these rappers, entertainers, celebrities and stuff like that, they should uh, kind of be slow to having these radical political approaches, if you ask me. I'm, I'm kind of a fan of shut up and dribble. I'm <laughs> kind of a fan of hey, shut up and rap, man, like. Let people who are expertise in politics, uh, you know, engage with that. Like, for example, Herschel Walker running for, I don't really agree with stuff like this. Um, Politicians can't infiltrate the sports arena. And I don't think athletes and rappers should be able to infiltrate politics. I don't think they really know enough. And I think Kanye West is a prime example of what I'm saying. Um, he's very hypocritical. He's double talking, you know, and uh, I just think he's a big distraction and he's very divisive, like with the White Lives Matter shirt. Why not wear an All Lives Matter shirt if you really want to be a, a voice of unity? Stuff like that. He do a lot of things for attention and um, impulsive behavior. A lot of people say he's got mental issues or whatever. If that's true, I say let's get him some mental help and let's keep him off the camera for a while till he get his mind right. So I can go on and on and on about uh, Kanye West, <laughs> and I got several streams where I'm doing that. Amazing. And how about yeah. the radical four-left, fat, black, lesbians, Black Lives Matter? What's your impression of them? Lesbian. And at this point, no one takes Black Lives Matter serious. There were people who were defending Black Lives Matter when I was going at them. They're not even defending them no more. And I've been debating people from different communities, a lot of people from the pro-Black community. And 
I think Black Lives Matter lost a lot of momentum and credibility ever since the uh, situation with the money and all of that. And even before that, you just can't take it's, it's not really a movement of black revolutionaries. Again, like you said, it's a movie of a, a movement of rainbow revolutionaries. And any person that's really standing for the plight of black people and think that there's some kind of uh, benefit to us supporting Black Lives Matter at all, they're just not, I wouldn't say they're not woke. All right? they're, they're not aware of what's going on here. Black Lives Matter isn't owned by black people, by the way. So why would it have the agenda in mind of black people? That's amazing. So everything that it stands for, yeah, everything that it, and the black people, that's the puppets in the face of it, are just milking it. They're cash cows and only in it for their own interest. The only person benefiting off Black Lives Matter is a handful of crooks, not black people. <laughs> Amazing. There are a lot of black, not a lot, but there are black people calling themselves the original Jews, black Jews. What do you think of that? Like the Hebrew Israelite, I think, and some other folks out there. What do you think of all that? I think these people should do stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I, th I think that when we say we're the original Hebrew, first of all, everywhere we see Judaism being practiced, it's being taught by white people. And yes, we're going to put the skin tone in it. Blacks, this is not part of our culture. Everyone know we are tribal people from the jungle. No shoes on. And they are... Uh, <laughs> Uh, skirts, uh, leaf skirts on and with the bones and the noses. And this is where we come from. So we need to embrace that. We look at move it. You know, that that is what our people come from. We we are people from the jungle. We say that we are tribal people. When the pilgrims came to this land, they had shoes on, hats on, a lot of clothes on. And we wanted to dress up. We looked at our feet and we said, hey, Maybe it would be a good idea, you know, to put shoes on. We wanted to copy off the pilgrims culture because in <laughs> our mind, it made sense to us. We had bow and arrows. He had a rifle. And if you can't beat them, you can learn from them. Right. Yeah. So the yeah. pilgrim came over here. He, yeah. yeah. He had a, a brew pot. He's on an oatmeal box for a reason, because he taught us with his witch pot, his brew pot. He was brewing up the oatmeal. That wasn't magic elixirs, <laughs> right? He was brewing up a bunch of stuff and grits and all of this stuff. The pilgrim was building roads and all of that. And, and what happened was a lot of the children from the jungle, when they saw the pilgrim children dressed up and, you know, Heels, shoes, forging metals, technological. We left the jungle. Our children, you know, up on the chief such and such, chief Big Hawk, whatever, the chiefs couldn't keep the children from assimilating into the pilgrims' culture because, the, in my opinion, we, the children of the tribes, thought that this life was better. And slowly but surely, all of our people left the jungle and assimilated into the colonies. And now when you go to the jungle, you can see our ruins and temples that we left, but we cannot act like we were always pilgrims. This was taught to us. 
And uh, it's okay if you admire Jewish culture, uh, pilgrim culture, Hebrew culture, and you want to assimilate in it and practice it, then just say that. But to claim it as yours is something that black people do too often. We want to be the first Hebrews. We want to be the first Moors. We want to be the first everything. <laughs> and I just don't think that's realistic. I think it's childish. Amazing. You uh, So now I understand. I grew up on in Alabama on a plantation, and I used to hate wearing shoes. And when I, even outdoors, I, I would go without yeah. wearing my shoes. And I remember going up to Indiana once to, to stay for a minute. And I was walking up and down the street with no shoes on because I hated wearing shoes. Uh, and so my uncle caught me wearing, with no shoes. And he's like, boy, get your A back in that house and put on some shoes. I bet I never see you walking the street with no shoes. Now I understand where that came from. <laughs> I didn't know it was from the jungle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's from our jungle ancestors. Oh, you know, man. And that's why we like to get... Yeah. And, and so, you know, we if you look at our people today, we wear less clothes today. If our women wear less clothes, the men like to wear, you know. So that's part of our jungle culture, too. So, you know, I just think it's, 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 it's kind of crazy to claim that we're the original Hebrews uh, yeah. when everything about Ju Judaic customs, traditions has been taught to us. By white rabbis, I even put up a picture. Now, in the, in the documentary Hebrews to Negro, the claim is that the black Jews originate in Africa. Now, Jesse, when you go and see what's happening in Africa, there are white rabbis and white missionaries over there teaching them guys how to wear a tefillin, how to tie a tie. What are the Jewish customs and traditions? If we are the original Jews, we should be teaching them, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Amazing. Let me ask, because of time here, does racism exist? Racism does exist, but not in the forms that groups like Black Lives Matter and, and liberal groups would want us to believe. I think racism exists in a form of the rich race versus the poor race, and it has nothing to do with color. It has everything to do with our richest people in the world only thinking for themselves and not what's best for the collective of humanity most of the time. Amazing. That's the racism. Do you love white people? Oh, yeah, I love white people, all color people. And how about white people? Yes, I love white people. <laughs> what is uh, love them to death? <laughs> Amazing. Are you a leader? Do you see yourself as a leader? Others see me as a leader. I just see myself as some dude on YouTube with a mic talking a lot of crap and provoking people. <laughs> I know you're mad. Amazing. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? What would I have to forgive her for? For recreating you and her image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. So 
How do, how does she recreate me in her image? I look more like my dad, Jesse. I know, but all that emotion you have and stuff like that came from her when she imposed her will on you. Oh. And she all hated of the emotions. And she hated the uh -huh. fact that you remind her of your father because she didn't like your father. You think so? Yeah. Now, that's true for a lot of cases, but I don't know if it's true for mine. See, Jesse, you think it's true for 100% of the cases. Right. Not all. I not think, all. They're I always think, exception to the rule, for sure. I never say not all. Yeah. It's not all. All are born in sin, of course, and all need to be born again. All who are born through the mother are born in sin, and all those who are born of the spirit of the father overcome the nature, the, the, uh, the sin, the uh, physical stuff that they're into. Your mother made and, no mistake with you? I would say that uh, men are just as much as emotional as women right. to that argument. You are, because every man that is emotional is a woman. <laughs> so wait a minute they got now. That from the mother. Napoleon Bonaparte. Even all of the great men who were warriors and fighters like you had St. Patrick, Napoleon, Bonaparte. All of these were men who were led in, into combat by their emotions. Right. And when they came home from the combat, they got beat up by their wives. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, that's a good one right there. Because, <laughs> hey, that's a good one right there, though. <laughs> Let me ask. So your mother, there was nothing Just... about your mother that you wish she didn't do or she would stop doing or stop saying she didn't do anything wrong that you didn't like growing yeah, I, up? My mother was, yeah, my mother wasn't perfect, but I'm not going to uh, put her on blast on here, though. I, I would say that, um, I would say that, yeah, my mother wasn't perfect and my pops wasn't either, for that matter. And did you but, forgive but her? Then, for, who is her? Did you forgive her for oh, those yeah, little things that you didn't like? Have you told her you were sorry for resenting her for those things? She couldn't help it. She did her best. I have. And you told her that? What did she say? Well, you know, she... Um, well, I didn't tell her exactly in those words. Why not? Um... I don't know. Maybe I should, huh? Yeah. If you want to be born of the father, you must forgive the mother. Because as long as you have, don't forgive her, you can't know the father. You can't be born of God. When you go and forgive her and so, your father for not protecting you from her, then God, don't ask for forgiveness. Forgive them. And God will forgive you. Then you shall live. So let me ask you question, Jesse. You agree with Kanye when he said that the worst place for a black person in America is in the belly of a black woman? The worst place for... Oh, yeah. I think what he meant, I'm not sure if he meant because so many black babies are being killed in the womb, then yes. Because in New York City, more black babies are being killed in the womb than there are born. And so, yes, in that sense, if that's what he meant about it. Okay. 
Okay, so this is one of the reasons why you're saying that the woman is really bearing the brunt of more of the sin, more so as the man, because in a lot of the, uh, com- yeah. No, finish your point. You said, yeah, because what I hear from not only you, but a lot of guys are is that, like, even when we read Genesis, Eve is taking the most of the blame for 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 uh, the perils and 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 evils in the world, and I also see a lot of men blaming mostly the women for why the world is really uh, kind of can't get over this hump. But I never really understood why it wasn't like a fifty-fifty blame. Maybe you can kind of tell me why the woman is at the forefront of the world's iniquity. Because it was the woman who listened to the devil and wouldn't listen to her husband, but she listened to the devil. And when she listened to the devil, she took on the devil's nature. She became the daughter of the devil and the devil became her God. And then Adam listened to the woman. And when he listened to the woman, he could no longer listen to his father and the woman became his God. So Adam is to blame for listening to the woman. He's totally responsible for that. And the woman is to blame for listening to the devil. Each individual is to blame for their own action as adults. And so to today, that curse is still among the majority of women as far as them listening to because uh, a lot of when we talk about these abortions, you got commercials promoting it, yeah. free abortions, boom, boom, boom. They're, yeah. they're not promoting preventative stuff. Right. They promote reckless behavior and stuff. So I, I totally can see where you're going now. The women just going to have to be mad at me for agreeing with that one. <laughs> yeah, you know? because the woman don't realize that her nature is not her own. Her nature is that of the devil. And that's why they're so emotional. They have fear. They live in their imagination. They believe all thoughts and feelings. They think that it's them, but it's not. It's the spirit of Eve in them that was passed down from Satan. It went through Satan. It went from Satan to Eve. And so it's given to all women until they are born again of the father. They have to love their fathers, forgive their mothers for imposing that will on them, and then forgive their father for not protecting. And when they love their earthly father... They love God, and so that nature of the devil will be taken away from them. It's not them, but it's the devil nature in them, but they think it's them. And and you know that, I also want to say to this, Jesse, that I don't think the worst place to be is in the belly of a black woman. Where's the worst I place? Think the worst place to, I think the worst place to be is in a system of injustice and inequality. Because once you fix the system, everything else will be fixed. Because uh, there's a reason why there's a worse place. That's that's a bad place to be. If, the, if, the, if, if, if America is a bad place to go to because it's dangerous, you can get robbed, you can get mugged, it's bad because of the system or, or the, 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 the laws that's governing it. Uh, for the same reason why a woman can get abortion like it's nothing in in a in a in a in a real world like abortions would be illegal 
and we know there's a lot of feminist groups and group liberal yeah. groups that are fighting to kill their babies. And 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 just something I wanted to point out a little off subject while I'm saying that, Jesse, I saw it was a uh, sister that was arguing with me, right? She was defending Kyrie Irving. And I actually went to her page and she was arguing about women not being able to have abortions and how people don't want women to, you know, taking away the ladies' rights or whatever, taking away the women's rights. But I said to myself, she's defending a celebrity while fighting for the right to kill her baby. <laughs> I know. The dynamic on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like. There's a lot of propaganda and systems in place to promote this abortion because they over-sexualizing the children. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and it is just no discipline on a sex level. But they're uh, not, so you're not going to always. You're not going to fish the system until you fish the heart. The system is coming from the heart and the hearts are wicked. And until you change the heart, the system is going to only get worse because the hearts of mankind, I mean, men and women. Uh, uh, evil, and, but when you change the heart from hate to love, then the system will get better. The people are the system. It's not. It's not physical. It's spiritual. So if you want to change the system, you got to change the heart. You know what, Jesse? That is perfectly said because um, a lot of people would defend an evil system because they evil, right? You know, and I've yeah. I've, I've spoke about. I've had folks, you know, and you're right. You just can't fix the system till you fix the people because yeah. so many people will yeah. defend this evil stuff. Right? That's just facts. Yeah. Do you uh, did you vote for the great white hope? This the part where y'all going to uh, get <laughs> mad at me here. I don't vote at all anymore. I don't vote at all anymore. So you didn't vote for Donald Trump? And the reason. Nah, but if I had to vote, it'll definitely be uh, Donald Trump. It'll definitely be Trump over anybody else, even though I don't really like Trump like everybody else like him neither. <laughs> you know. And why you why you stop voting? Have you ever voted? Yeah, I, I voted for George Bush when I was in the military. Oh, okay. And what made you stop voting? I just stopped. I, I I stopped believing that my votes matter when I realized my life didn't matter. Oh, okay. I, that's why I say if, if if your lives don't matter, then your votes don't matter. What is a man? A man is the embodiment of masculine energy. He is a. Uh, Protector, provider, leader, forerunner. Uh, he should be a self-motivator, self-starter, self-initiator. Um, and I just think that a man should be the dominant uh, physical force of strength in, in his uh, household. So I got to, it's time for me to uh, heat this interview up. So I got to throw you on the hot seat and okay. I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. All right. The hot seat. 
Do we need more white babies? Yes. True or false? The first Native American American was black. Were black. The first Native Americans were black. True or false? Totally true. Aboriginals all day. Is the Earth flat around? It's totally flat. Did you take the jab? Not at all. Do you smoke pot? I love pot. <laughs> Does a chicken have lips? Nah, it got beak. It have a beak. <laughs> um, uh, true or false? Abortion is worse than slavery. Oh wow! I only can say true or false. I think they're the same, but I will have to say false. Did Big Mama Michelle Obama eat up all the ribs? True. <laughs> is is it ever okay to call a woman fat? Yes, it is. Elon Musk buying Twitter, was that a good thing or a bad thing? It was an Elon thing. <laughs> nah, it was. It was a, I'm, I'm going to say it was a, it was a good thing. What are you drinking when you're doing your show and drinking? I'm drinking Dutch Brothers coffee. Nope, they don't sponsor me, but I normally drink that or either wine or something like that. So by the end of the show, are you drunk? By the end of the show, sometimes. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for taking the hot seat, and thanks for coming on. Tell the folks how to get to your podcast or whatever you're doing. Go to YouTube, put in Bro Sanchez TV, and I should pop right up. And you guys, you know, you, you're going to enjoy the content. That's where you can find me. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jesse. It was awesome. Amazing. So you have a, your la your last name is Sanchez. That's my middle name. Oh, cause I, cause Sanchez is a Mexican name. Right. I, you look black to me. My mother named me and my brother. She gave us both Mexican middle names. <laughs> so I'm Sanchez. He's Martez. <laughs> Amazing. I think she wanted some of that essay. She might have wanted some of that essay love, Jesse. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> well, thank you, man. And thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to like, follow, uh, tweet, and all that good stuff. And the Father's Day is on Locals.com. So click the link in the video description to support our work. Let me hear from you. And thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thanks for your support.